Welcome to the Joel Altstein Recast, the good Joel Osteen sermon made gooder. He's Brandon, I'm Larry. Why are we qualified as we see every week to host this recast? Because just like the great Joel Osteen, we did not graduate from Oral Roberts University and we too did not get any theological training. 30 minutes of a Joel Osteen sermon without some of the less theologically sound misnomers. Okay, Brandon, let's get into it. Is Dare to Pray Boldly the name of Joel Osteen's sermon this week or the name of a new barbecue sauce lineup that he revealed in stores in South Carolina? <laughs> it really could be both, right? Yes. Well, it really could. I, I guess I, that's the whole point of uh, what you do there yeah. is, uh, you know, that it could be both. I, I, it is the name of his sermon, though. It was a, this sermon... Don't I, I, real, I, I realized something. No, no, no. I'm just, I realized something about myself in the sermon, so I'm very excited to talk about it. Okay, let's look at the tail of the tape. Dare to Pray Boldly, which really do, would make a great uh, barbecue sauce. Originally aired September 24th, 2022. Lasted 27 minutes and 21 seconds short. Pre-sermon joke was about a rich guy hosting a party and dared his guests to swim with crocodiles. The always important ask for money graphic did not pop up until 12 minutes, 45 seconds in. The giant earth glow behind Joel turned on its axis 22 times. We got to figure out what that's about. I still understand. He's got this giant globe. Do and, you count every time? Yes, of course. Oh, my gosh. Or our intern does. And let me just tell you, Brandon, there was some great Joel crocodile tears this week. They uh, percolated around minute 18, and they flowed for 60 seconds long. They were wonderful. Uh, great pink paisley tie. He does go paisley a lot. Do you think he's got someone who says, like, they provides his wardrobe for him. I, I'm absolutely certain he has someone that provides his wardrobe for him. How, why they picked the Paisley tie, I don't know. Okay, here we brand. Let's go, Brandon. Let's play the game that's sweeping the nation. Can I sum up the Joel Osteen sermon in one sense? In Dare to Pray Boldly, Joel is basically saying, "You suck at praying and should definitely be asking God for a bigger boat." Absolutely. You you're not. No. <laughs> what he's saying is is that if you don't have a boat, you haven't dared to be bold you haven't asked for it that's your you're you are a loser if you haven't you're praying for things like your food at dinner loser right i mean you know joel he said go out there and claim it so this is a tough sermon for me you know that i love the joel you do man Biggest this fan. is a big one god's so big he's saying that god is so big that your prayer should be big but i just don't feel like the average person is really going to figure what that really means my favorite part about this sermon is not only is big, but it sound Joel Joel basically made it sound like God and the angels kind of sit up in heaven. Yes. Whatever they do, they play cricket or whatever they're doing. They're just hanging out, and all of a sudden, they don't hear any of the other prayers. But if they hear somebody like I, I demand, I claim a boat in the name of the Lord. The angels are like what? What? Brandon's praying boldly. It's time to get to work. Angel Gabriel and 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 Archangel Michael, they they come down and they start actually going to work because of my bold prayer. Your bad theological moment of the week for me. Joe basically vomits all sorts of bad dogma this week. It, worse when he contradicts. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
You don't believe that, so don't say it. It's a good point. He could contradicts his own words. He says at one point, are you releasing those inner secret wishes you have to God? And then later goes on to say, God already knows what's going on within us in the first place. So which is it? Does God know our inner secrets and that we want to be Fabio? Or does God not know, but only will grant us to be Fabio if we say it out loud? My sense is what Joel, that that there is a, a a game that you have to play with God because God's sitting up there. He's like, he's he says, I know Larry really wants this new EV. He wants this new Tesla. I know he wants it. I know in his heart, but he's not asked me for it. So I'm not going to give it to him until he asks me for it. But the second you do, God's like, oh, all right, let's do this. Getting you that EV, Larry. I think that's what it is. I think he's like, God knows everything, but he's not giving it to you until you ask for it, damn it. So then where do the big prayers stop? Like, if I'm Joel and I say I want a big-ass house and I get a big-ass house, then I should next be praying for a big-ass boat? Yes. Whatever oh. you want, you need to pray boldly. Don't pray for, like, what do you say, praying for, like, children or health? Those are little prayers. <laughs> pray for big prayers. Go out there and ask God for big things. Well, there is this idea of, like, a prayer board where you put your big dreams out there and you kind of run to them. So, once again... I don't think it's bad to, to pray for end world hunger, right? That's not a bad, that's a big prayer. Yeah. But but Joel doesn't say that. He says, pray for big things. And I feel like audience is eating up. Oh, I need a big house. Well, I think that his audience is made up of people that are, are attracted to him and that sermon and that place because there's, there's a, he, he has a sort of basic pop psychology, which is sort of think positively and things will happen. And it's true. If you think positively, probably more likely to have things happen in a positive way than if you think negatively. That's sort of pop psychology 101. But the problem that Joel has is he layers God on top of that. He basically acts like God is some sort of, uh, you know, something you can manipulate, trick. God's God's just sitting up there. He's just like, oh, wonder what I'm going to do today. Oh, oh, there's a big prayer. I got to go to work, right? That's the way. That, he's got a very small vision of God even though he portrays it that God, that God is this big, God is this big thing, right? I, I just look at Joel and think to myself, wow, this dude has just tapped into the insecurities of humans and poor people who want more but don't know how to get it. And he's like, you know what? I got a secret trick for you, God. He does make this great analogy that maybe your prayers would be different if you knew exactly how big God was. So if you think about God as gazillions of bazillion years old and stretches across the sky. Like, if you understood that, that might promote you to change your prayers. And I'm kind of okay with that. Absolutely. And I think that he hits into some of that stuff. I think I think that's the, the power of, of Joel, is that he, he picks something that's partially true and he just runs with it. He <laughs> chews on that bone until there's nothing left. You know, that, that we both believe that God does want to hear our prayers and wants us to pray big, but we, but the, the or at least I, I know you trust Joel with everything, but I believe that God will give us what we need, not what we want. And that's the difference. It's not to say that what we want is a bad thing and we could have, we can wish and desire an EV, but we're not, God doesn't care if we have an EV. God cares about the earth, cares about our souls and our happiness, but he doesn't care about an EV. You're, I almost lit myself on fire a moment of the week. What did you think about Joel's journey into heaven? <laughs> According to Joel, there's a warehouse in heaven. And some person's walking through this warehouse and turns to God and says, like, 
hey, Joel, what are, what are all these boxes in heaven? And Joel's like, that's where all the blessings are that nobody uses. Right. They're just sitting there, just blessings sitting there. God's like, yeah, I, I got kind of a surplus. I'm thinking about doing a, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to sell them on Amazon and the God store. You know, I, I just like, I just think he basically makes it as, as base. Uh, and it's w- what he's criticized for. We're, we're obviously not criticizing him. No, because, but, but no. he's criticized for saying things of that nature. He turns God into this weird uh, it's 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 like his metaphor is so childish that it's even hard to sort of listen to him about it. I mean his his whole thing he talked about, uh, and you're probably going to get into this. Uh, well, I won't steal your thunder from bad theology of the week, but I do have my bad theology. Give it to me right now. Well, Gideon, he says basically, you know, God uh, God prayed that the sun would stop. He says, God yeah. stop the sun, right? And then his soldiers like, uh, well, Gideon, actually, we all know that the sun goes, you know, the earth goes around the sun and the cosmic. The flares and the sun. That's, they didn't know anything about the sun going around the world. They, I was like, no, they didn't. They were like, did, did, I mean, they. It, it's just that he takes these things too far. That's why his theology's bad. I, I just that was my bad theology moment of the week. Okay, who was your Joel friend of the week? Friends of Joel. Was it the migrant who only became successful after attending Joel's church and now teaches English to the masses? Was it Joel's president friend of a software company who feeds 18 million people a month, or? Was it the friend who was dying in a 72-day COVID coma in a hospital and only lived because his wife snuck into said hospital and brought him back to life with her prayers? Those were all so good this week and so (laughs) magical. Uh, The friends of Joel, but I'm going to go with the immigrant. Right now, she's super successful. There's always that story. Now they're super successful. She's teaching people span. Like, there's no, how is she successful? What It's, It's just, you know what? She prayed to Joel and things got better. You know what? Once again, which is the reason that I love that we started the series, because I did not know what the key to eternal life and peace is. It's always to be a friend of Joel. Life always works out if you're a friend of Joel. Except for the one guy that disagreed with Joel and then died. And then, well, he disagreed. That's right. So I guess he wasn't on the Joel train and he died. So if you disagree with Joel, you're, you're not going to have your prayers met. You'll die. Let's finish with the big questions. Brandon, how many miracles are you currently missing out on? Uh, I think, I mean, that warehouse is filled with miracles I don't, I'm not going to get. Have you ever asked God to help you with any of your dreams? Yes. And lastly, Brandon, is God currently testing you? No. God is not a puppet master, Larry. <laughs> All right, let go. Let God let Joel. Phew. I told you I was a crybaby, but you just feel very rewarded. <laughs>